Well, hey there, fellow streakers. We have an exciting, fantastic show for you today. We've invited someone on who we've known for quite some time, Mr. Randy McNeely, who is the chief kindness engineer, global kindness champion, agent of change, and so many other titles. I can't even name them all. Just one fantastic individual who, by the way, had a quite an impact on the streaking book. And so we're excited to talk with him today. Let's get streaking. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? Great. How are you, Jeff? Great. Hi, Randy. Welcome to uh, welcome to our show. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you, Jeff. It's been a it's just a wonderful privilege for me to be here to, with both you and Jamie. Well, thanks. We're we appreciate it. Yeah, we have to give everyone a little bit of the history as far as we went. We all went to school together at Brigham Young University. We did. We're, we're in the same uh, the same congregation as far as church was concerned, and. We just had a lot of interaction. When did you graduate from BYU? I graduated in 1996. 96. Okay. And yep. I th- and what what were we, Jamie? 94. Were we, we were 94, so a couple of years before yeah. you, Randy, is when yep. we graduated. And uh, and since that time, now we, I have to tell when we interacted with each other again. I think this is yeah. quite the story. So what <laughs> airport was it, though? I've, I've always tried to remember. It was Dallas, Texas. It was Dallas. That's right. Yeah. It was Dallas. So I'm in uh, the gate area waiting for a flight to, were, were we going to Chicago? We went or, to Salt Lake. To Salt Lake. We are going from Dallas. I've just messed up this entire yeah. story, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going from Dallas to Salt Lake, and I'm in the gate area, and I'm just hanging out. And all of a sudden, I hear my name. Hey, Jeff. And I'm looking around because I know that I'm not traveling with anyone. And again, I hear, hey, Jeff. And Randy comes over to me, says, it's Randy. I said, Randy, wow. (laughs) And of course, as we always ask, Randy asked me, do you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, I remember you. I mean, we spent a lot of years of of life together in college, formative years. Anyway, so he and I uh, reunited, and that was probably, oh, I don't know. It was 2017. Okay. So we're 2021, so four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard to believe it's been that long ago, but it was. Yeah. It it was crazy. That is four years. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Look at you knowing all those dates. (laughs) I remember dates pretty well. That's about the only thing I can remember. (laughs) Ask me what I ate for lunch yesterday and I couldn't (laughs) So what we'd like to do, and the reason why we wanted Randy on is he, he had a pivotal, he was a pivotal place in the book as far as writing it. But more importantly is his career as a kindness giver and the things that he's done in his career. And so Randy, where I'd like to start is with you is talk to us a little bit about how you got on this path of kindness. I mean, it is something that not only you do, but you live and you strive diligently to teach others to do. But how did you get on that path from when we left you in college? What took you on this course? Oh my goodness. After I left college, I I graduated with a degree in Middle Eastern studies, and what what can you do with that degree unless you go <laughs> just and be back kind to school? And, and <laughs> yeah. I had no desire to to go to school for another eight years to become a professor. I mean, I, I, I in some ways, in retrospect, I, maybe I wish I had had uh, done that, but uh, I didn't have that desire, and so I got into the IT world and ended up you know, working for a startup company in Provo for a while, doing IT and doing, you know, repairing laptops, going into kids' schools and working with uh, kids' laptops. And and then I ended up, then I went from there. I got into the Department of Defense and was working in IT for a while and then started into information security and did information security and cybersecurity stuff for a long time. 
and consulting wow. and eventually got into doing security and privacy assessments in the healthcare world. And I did all that stuff for a long time, helping other companies to be able to help themselves comply with the law with, you know, cybersecurity regulations in the government are very strict and, and HIPAA, you know, security and privacy uh, are very strict requirements are very strict. And so I was helping a lot of organizations be able to meet their compliance needs. The challenge was, is whenever you're working in security, you're the security guy. And, and Jeff, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Every company that you've worked for, I'm, uh, you know, Covey has security people that help with keep their network secure. They do their Absolutely. training and stuff like that. How many of those security guys do you know that everybody loves to see? Oh, the security guy's coming. <laughs> no one. <laughs> oh, 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 there he let's, is. Let, let's talk Ray. to the security guy. <laughs> let's invite you Randy know? to lunch <laughs> and talk you know, about cybersecurity. Nice, <laughs> he can be the nicest guy on the planet, and you're the guy that everybody loves to hate, you know? <laughs> like, and so while... I got to try, I traveled all over the country. I, you know, I've been to every state in the United States with the exception of two. And, and, and one of them's on my bucket list, Hawaii. I don't know about uh, South Dakota yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, well, no, I take that back three. I haven't been to Alaska and I definitely want to go there. Okay. No, and and not, no offense to any of my South Dakota friends. I, I, I do want to come to South Dakota, but. Hit Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, actually, I've been to South Dakota, North Dakota. I'm getting boy. Yeah, I'm I think it's North there Dakota. North right. Dakota. That's usually the one that North people Dakota. don't visit. North yeah. Dakota. You but... got to go up north. Yeah, yeah. They go to Minot in the winter time. It's nice and warm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I got to a point where you know I'm consulting, I traveling and consulting with companies, helping them to to comply with HIPAA requirements and in the consulting co consulting world, a lot of the time they constantly focus on the bottom line, and which is which is understandable, you know. But how many billable hours are you going to get? What are you doing? How what, what billable hours have you gotten this week? You know, how are you right. how are you bringing money into us? And one company I worked for really just harped on that, harped on that, harped on that constantly. And I got to where you know, I sat there and think, you know, if we worried half as much about how we're treating our clients and how we're taking care of them we wouldn't have to be sitting there harping on our bottom line because we would have continual repeat we'd have repeat business we'd have people coming back we'd have cheerleaders in our corner mm -hmm. they're raving fans that are saying how much they like our services which would invite and inspire other <laughs> organizations and, and and clients to come to us and it, it really got to got to me and bugged me so i decided that I was going to break away and just do my own consultancy and working in HIPAA security and privacy and which is a great thing. And it's not an entrepreneurial thing. The challenge with doing that is, and, and, uh, you know, I, I could have been wiser. I could have been better prepared, but when you break away and you're trying to be your own entrepreneur, well, you take away, you take on a whole bunch of other responsibilities, right? Right. You take on, you're not just the, you're not just the guy doing the assessments. You're the 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 accountant. You're the CEO. You're the the CFO. You're the <laughs> you're wearing all the hats. You're wearing all the hats. Yeah. And and um, so while you know that that went okay, 
uh, it, it didn't go quite as well as I had hoped, but uh, somehow, one way or another, I've still I've continued to make it and 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 continue to to do okay. But I after the summer of 2019, you remember there were all those shootings, shootings oh, yeah. in Texas, shootings yeah. in California, right? Shootings in Las Vegas, the you know the big massacre, yes. you know the guy shooting from the hotel room, all those, mm-hmm. all those incidents. These really, they really got to me. Yeah, I mean, really got to me. And I thought, you know, I can't. What What do we do? Mm-hmm. I can't, do I just sit around and hope that the politicians come up with a creative solution, an effective solution, effective? And politicians, did I just use that in the same sentence? <laughs> you know, it's. Right. Did, it's. I I couldn't do that. I and so I felt compelled. At the time, I was in the process, actually, of working with a good friend of mine on a kindness-driven reality TV show, and and I felt compelled to write a book called The Kindness Giver's Formula, uh, which I did. I, I wrote it. It's a simple formula, but it, the, the whole purpose behind it was to inspire people to be more kind, to embrace kindness in their lives, and to to hopefully, you know, if, if I could inspire just a few people and then they go out and inspire a few other people and they go out and inspire a few other people, create a ripple effect to, to invite and inspire people to embrace kindness in their daily lives and in their professional lives and embrace the power mm-hmm. that kindness brings with it. The, the thing that people that's interesting is People don't think about this, but we have within us, within each one of us, a tremendously deep well of power that the majority of us barely scratch, barely, barely tap into. Yeah. And that's, that's why I did what I did. And that's, that's what really pushed me towards um, promoting and advocating kindness. And then you know, I was working really hard to get Mark to to get money to find investors for our show. Yeah. And I had just been to Utah. I went to Utah, met, had a great meeting with uh, doTERRA and, and uh, as a potential investor. And that was March 10th, 2020. Oh, wow. When I oh, came back. Right before. Right before the pandemic. Right, and then right before pandemic. the world shut down. Yep. <laughs> On March 12th, everything <laughs> shut down. Yep. And so... Just before we get there, let's go back just a little bit because I want to understand something. So you're in this world of IT. You're heading along this path. You've got all your cybersecurity and, of course, you know, last person you want to see. However, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of success there. And then you were impacted significantly by what happened in 2019 with the world, a lot of the world on fire, if you will, fueled by a lot of violence and hatred and all of the... Um, vitriol that was happening at the time and you thought yeah. to yourself and so there, so there was an awakening moment there there was a moment where you yeah. said you know what I want to do something different I want to be an influencer in this arena in a significant way that's what I heard too kind of yeah. keyed in where you're like I have a choice here where I can just sit and just watch these things go by or I can decide to try and do something about it to, to try and add my part to the change. Right. So as you were looking at that, is that, had you already started your own consultancy company as far as, Dad. okay. So you, you had already started and it, was it based on kindness or was it based on something different? 
I started my own consultancy based on cybersecurity. Okay, so that was that's my thought. Some mm-hmm. cybersecurity gigs, but I was also I, I my transformation started before the shootings happened. I, I, I a good friend of mine was a had produced a reality TV show that was on the air on you know on I can't remember which network it was on one of the streaming networks. They had over thirty episodes that they produced, and I, I had this crazy idea for a kindness driven reality TV show where we would interview people and showcase amazing individuals that have been through tremendous challenges that rather than allowing those challenges to get them down, they'd created these tremendous organizations and things that were blessing other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And the premise behind that was not only to showcase these wonderful organizations, but to inspire our, our audience to want to get out and to serve and to, yeah. If they if they were sitting on the fence about whether or not they should do something, then you know maybe inspire them to get off the fence and 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 get out and 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 make a difference. <laughs> As a friend of mine, a current friend of mine, always says, you know, get out and go mad, go make a difference. <laughs> go make a Barry, difference. Barry, That's good. Very sure. In fact, yeah. he's another guy you ought to have on this show. I'll, 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 we can talk about that later. <laughs> but um, so that that summer when I was in the middle of trying to create that show and then had all these shootings happen and things that's that really was a an impetus a a changing point for me and yeah I I did I determined in the fall of 2019 I just determined you know I I there there's a statement i think and i can't remember where it comes from but for such a time as this i think it's from esther in the bible yeah you know, when when mordecai says to her perhaps you were born for such a time as this mm-hmm. i'm not going to say <laughs> you know i was born to, to to for such a time as this but that's the way i felt i i have to speak up i cannot sit back and just idly hope someone else is going to do something and, and the, the interesting thing is there are more and more people now especially after what we've been through with the pandemic standing up and speaking out for kindness yeah mm-hmm. for for looking at people seeing people as people yes rather than as objects mm-hmm. but seeing people or groups mm-hmm. or identifying them by their skin or by their gender or by anything else, just seeing people as human beings and not only thinking about them that way and seeing them that way, which is a mindset that I, you know, that I think we all need to have, but also having a heart set, what I call a heart set where you feel people are worth loving and caring about and you interact with them in that way, in a way yeah. that, that, that shows that you care and that, you know, you put love into action through kindness, through kindness driven behaviors. Yeah. We're going to get to that. And just, did you have something? I, I had one more question before no, go we ahead. got into some of that. One of the questions I had, so did you completely abandon cybersecurity then and you're fully into kindness or do you still do a little bit of cybersecurity on the side? I, I'm fully into kindness, as crazy okay. as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. That's I great. think the reason I ask that is because I think it's important for all of our fellow streakers out there to see how you can make a life change and go from something that you were doing, making money, making a living, 
and now feeling a life calling to do something different and to contribute in a way that was different than how you were doing it. And I do like the what you said for such a time as this and and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to say that. But as you were thinking, as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, I thought maybe each one of us does have that opportunity to recognize in our own life. I was born for such a time as this, that that we each have something that we're meant to do, that we are drawn towards, that we feel called to, yeah. so to speak, I at different so. times in our life. And that we do have the opportunity and, and, and that it really does come down to a choice of, well, I can sit here and and let the opportunity pass and life will go on as normal or I can choose to do something with it. I can choose to accept the way that I feel and be like, you know what? I do feel called for such a time as this for me specifically to do this thing right here, right now. Right. I look at it as well as being a net contributor to yes. the overall thing rather than a net consumer. In our day and age, we can consume so much, be that knowledge, information, material we have possessions. A lot to consume. We yes. can consume yeah. so much. The question is, is how much mm -hmm. are we contributing back out? And that's what I see what you're doing, Randy, is you're saying, I have got to be a net contributor. How can I contribute? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, that's why it's interesting. And my titles have evolved over the last two years. I had, you know, the, I was the cybersecurity uh, guy. And then I changed the chief kindness officer, my title, you know, it's easy to do when you're, when you're the, 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 when so you're the, you when your you're the person you can do, you to, but your title can be really. as long or as short as you want it to be <laughs> and have whatever words in it you want. Yeah. Well, so I thought chief kindness officer, nobody's using that title and I, and mm -hmm. I want to inspire uh, kindness in what I'm doing. But then, you know, I listened to the, to a, to a talk. I still go back and listen to BYU devotionals all the time. I love listening to the, 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 the the discourses that are given there. And I heard a <laughs> professor talking about how the fact that every one of us is an engineer, we're, we're engineering, our, engineering our own lives every day, the things that we do, the habits that we make, the streaks that we create, yes. you know? And uh, I thought, I'm a kindness engineer. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying, striving to inspire people to engineer kindness in their own lives and give them a formula for how they can be kinder every day. Yeah. And and so I changed to chief kindness officer or chief kindness engineer. engineer. Chief kindness engineer. Boy, I can say that. <laughs> That's great. I think it's a great chief title. Chief kindness don't you engineer. Think? Yeah. So and, you've referenced the you've referenced the formula. Can you? Is it a, a formula you can share? Oh, absolutely. It's it's super easy, and the beautiful thing is anybody can can learn it and use it every day with a with a goal and a desire to be kinder every day. And the formula is this, every day, determined to be a kindness giver. Get up, look in the mirror, and just say to yourself, I'm going to be a kindness giver today. And that might seem a little silly to look in the mirror and say that, but the beautiful thing is, is it just puts it top of mind. Mm -hmm. if you get up and think, I'm going to be a kindness giver today. That puts it top of mind. And then the second step is to take five or 10 minutes and, and think and plan ways to be a kindness giver every day and think of who you're going to be with, where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing and think of potential opportunities to be kind in those situations. And I say potential because we, we never know how our day is going to go. We, we may have the greatest plans on earth, but they always change. It, it just Nothing mm -hmm. ever goes exactly as planned. But then the third step is to uh, look for and act on opportunities to be a kindness giver every day. 
as you after you've thought of potential ways and you're going out put your kindness antennas up if you will and and look for ways to give kindness away and they don't have to be elaborate things either that's the beautiful thing i love the term you use in your book laughingly simple yep they can be laughingly simple things you can smile at somebody you can say thank you you can hold the door Mm-hmm. You can say a few kind words. We never know when somebody, when we, when we say some kind thing to somebody, how much it might impact them multiple years later. Can I, can I share just one little story about how, how somebody did that for me and it, imp- it still impacts me today? Yeah, absolutely. would love to hear it. When I was uh, a teenager and I've shared this story. So, you know, some of your audience that have ever listened to me before have probably heard this story, but that's okay. It's worth repeating. I was a teenager. I had low self-esteem. I was going through some really challenging times. My father was being prosecuted for some serious mistakes he made. And somehow I got voted by my uh, class to be a class representative to the student council. I can't even remember how that happened, but I was asked by the student body president to type up the agenda for the next uh, student council meeting. And so I did. I got to the classroom earlier where we're going to be having our meeting and I laid out all the agendas and I was just there hanging out. I was there by myself. And then a good friend of mine, beautiful girl named Rochelle Knight came walking in and she was very bubbly and and cheerful. She was a cheerleader and she was nice to everybody. And she comes in and picks up the agenda and looks at it. And she looked up at me and and not in an unkind way, she just said, you know, matter of factly, did you know you misspelled the word miscellaneous? And the way I responded tells you, says everything about where my self-esteem was at that time. Yeah. I looked at it. I was highly embarrassed. And I said, oh, I guess you think I'm pretty stupid, huh? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I said it. And to this day, it still gets her response, still gets me in the heart. She did not miss a beat. She immediately responded, oh, no, I don't. I think you're pretty neat. You don't know. I didn't know at the time how badly I needed to hear someone say that to me. I I mean, it went right to my heart. I started, I I had to run out of the room. I couldn't cry in front of the girl. I just couldn't. (laughs) The cute bubbly cheerleader girl. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. (laughs) Well, and she's the kind of, I mean, Jeff, you'll appreciate this. Jamie, I mean, you'll know. But she's the kind of girl that all the guys, whenever she came into the room, it's like your tongue. It's like you just chewed a piece of ton-tongue coffee from the (laughs) Weasleys. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say anything. I ran out of that room ran into the boys bathroom and locked the stall door and just sat there and cried and I had a feeling of warmth warmth come over me and realized you know not only you know that that the Lord was I mean not to wax religious but I felt like God was sending me a message right then right there that I needed to hear I think you're pretty neat yeah and uh, that has impacted me. I, I remember that story. I remember that experience. Those nine words have impacted the entire rest of my life. And that, that story has impacted hundreds of other people as I've shared it as a reminder of the simple, kind things that we can say 
that we made. And, you know, I talked, I had a chance to talk to Rochelle about it years later. And she said, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember saying that. I don't Absolutely. remember that experience. Yeah. But the, the, so those simple kind things. So that's the, the third step. Think of, and I mean, look for and act on opportunities to be kind. Simple things, laughingly simple things. The fourth step, the final step, well, the final step in my book, and then I've added one, but the final step for my book was invite and encourage other people to do the same thing Yeah. every day. Invite and encourage other people to do the same thing, to be a kindness giver. And then I've had, since I wrote my book, I, and I need to get my second edition updated, I've been talking about it for a while now. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it right now, but the fifth step, there's a fifth step I added to it. Record your experiences, you know, reflect on your experiences every day. At the end of the day, take a few minutes and reflect on your experiences with kindness that day and record them in a journal. And why, why is that important? Because when we record the experiences, at least my experience with recording, with journaling is that it, it engraves those things on my heart so that, excuse me, if I'm ever going through a downtime, which of course, none of us ever does, right? right. <laughs> Never. We're, we're, we're always, always happy and jolly. Yes. No, but if I'm ever going through a downtime and I need a pick me up, I can go back and look at my journal. It's kind of my, my happiness log, my, my, my kindness log, if you will. And remember the good feelings that came, remember something kind that somebody did for me or the, the feeling of, of happiness that came as I was able to do something kind for somebody else and see the light come on in, in their eyes and, and hear their, and feel their appreciation. So that's the formula in a long, long winded way. That, so I have so many thoughts, I don't know where to start. So first of all, I love, I love that you added a record in your journal that, cause I have a streak that is to do an act of kindness each day. And, That's awesome. and I, and, and so with the intent, the reason I set that streak was exactly what you were saying was to be able to notice the opportunities that are out there to, to I, I think that there was, there was a family when we moved to Georgia that I really taught me that kindness is a skill that you can learn how to be kind. And that the thing that I was amazed with, with this family is that their entire family was so good at absolutely noticing without any prompting things that they could do, just tiny little things that they could do to help people. And they were doing it as a family all the time. Like you just, they didn't bring attention to it. It was just impossible not to notice because everywhere they went, you notice they offered help and they would notice things. Their children would notice things that I'm like, that I was so impressed that I thought, wow, I didn't even, I didn't even think to ask that. Right. And their children would be there saying, oh, can I help you with this? Or I remember when I, when I had first moved in, I was working with her at a volunteer thing and we were serving lunch to somebody, to a group of people. And there was a hot cocoa machine there. And I just in passing had mentioned, this is the coolest thing. I love this hot cocoa machine. Well, the next year for Christmas, like seven months later, she brings our family a gift of the hot cocoa machine. And I just was dumbfounded, not just as much by the gift, but by the fact that she had picked up on that little conversation and remembered that I had said, this is a really cool thing. I would love to have a hot cocoa machine. And, and so I was amazed that she took the time to do it, but even more amazed that she had developed the skill to listen to me so intently in a time when we were actually 
doing something else that she picked up on that and remembered it and took the opportunity right to do that and so i i i love this idea that we can exercise and develop the skill of kindness so that we see how to be more kind and then i think the ancillary benefit of that is that when you're looking for opportunities to be kind you're also seeing when people are kind to you and recognizing yeah. And so you start to see more mm -hmm. kindness in the world all the way around. And so the reason I love that you'd add the fifth one is that I did for a little while start a kindness journal. So my act of kindness streak, I would write down, but I didn't make that the streak. So I only right. did it for a little while, but I realized, and, and, and it's so interesting because I kind of stopped it because I felt a little bit like, ah, oh, these little things that I'm doing, they're so little it didn't feel big enough really My after what we teach in, what we teach in streaking you 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 went there i, I went there <laughs> and it was just a couple of days ago that i went back to the beginning of that journal and i had kept it for probably like a month or two months uh -huh. that i had and and i went back and read it and it's amazing to me how much better the things sound when you've left it when you've the, left them for a when while you've left them for a little while and then you come back and read it i was both I was both impressed by, I was like, okay, I was making progress in noticing things that I could do in being kind. And I was noticing things that people were doing for me. But if you don't write that down, I think it's so easy to not see right. that that's happening. Does that, does that make sense? Like you don't yeah. see the progress. You don't see the, yeah. because like you said, they are little things. And yeah. if we get good at it, there's a lot of them happening throughout the day. You don't see the aggregate well, that's why, of them. that's why I think that one of the reasons I wanted to talk with Randy as well is because streaking and kindness go so well hand in hand. When well, they, you look at do. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, when you look at it, because how many times did you say, Randy, every day? Yep. How many times did you say, write it down? How many, I mean, all of those the things. Log, ask, invite other people to right, come along with you. Create a community so that you are. And one of the, one of the things that I've been um, studying of late is the idea of making things consecutive. So it's not just about the consistency. See, the consistency of the action is I'm going to choose to be kind and how I choose to be kind may be by smiling at someone. I'm going to be consistently doing an action of, of kindness. Now, that yeah. consistency is different than consecutive. What yeah. you want to do with streaking is make it consecutive so that every single day, just like what you said, I, I could see three streaks come right out of this. Streak number one, I'm going to um, wake up every, every morning, morning and it's... look in the mirror and say, how am I going to be kind today? It can be very simple, whatever it is, but that's my streak number one. And how many days in a row can I do that? Because when you switch that in your brain, when you go from what am I going to do to how many days in a row can I string this together? Now we're taking what you do, Randy, and making it even more powerful because now I'm consecutively cons doing a consistent activity. And and so a, followed by a second streak of, I'm going to, like what yours is, do one act of kindness well, daily. Well, you could have, you could have, I'm going to say, I'm going to get up and be a kindness giver today. That could be your first streak. That could be your first your streak. Your second streak is, I'm going to sit down each morning and think through the day and, and try to imagine three ways that I could be kind or just one make or it laughably one. simple yeah, laughably simple right just think of one, one way, way I could be kind today one potential possibility one for kindness in this day right and then my streak of 
do at least one act of kindness and Every then single finish day. it up by right. write at least uh, well, one recorded record at least a sentence in my journal about, about the kindness about that I did today. I mean, you've got three yeah. streaks four, there yeah, four, or four right streaks there. there that you look at. And if I do those consecutively, Every single day, or one of those I may switch to a weekly to make it even more laughably simple, which right. is I'm going to record at least one thing I did this week that was kind. Mm -hmm. The whole key here is to build your foundation, your floor, such that the floor of kindness is always there, and then I yeah. can just go up from there. What What are your thoughts on that, Randy? So, well, a couple things. One one key component. Everything you're doing, always invite and encourage other people to yes. be kind. And the beautiful thing is that when you're modeling, when you're doing what you're doing, you're modeling it. So you may not even need to say anything. People are going to see it. We, we know we hear about pay it forward all the time. People see something and then they get that pay it forward feeling. Oh, I need to do something too. Yeah. But I want to go back to something else you said, Jamie. You talked about, oh, there's such little things. I, you know, these are just tiny things I'm doing. There's, there, I talk about that in my book, The Kindness Giver's Formula. Well, yes. we talk about it in streaking. <laughs> Laughably simple is what we talk about. I mean, that's why I was kind of surprised that you thought. That. I know because I, no matter what, I think that is the hardest law for me, even after years of, and I know it in my heart. I know that the small things make a difference, but when I sit down to look at it, I still get that feeling like, oh, is it really going to really make that count? difference? Well, well see, honestly, here, here's, done once. here's something to put it into perspective as to how it does. You know, I have people say, have said to me, well, I'm just one person. What can one mm -hmm. little thing I do, how can that make a difference in, in, in the world today? And so whenever somebody says that to me, it's to me I say, think of honeybees. Think mm -hmm. of honeybees. Honeybees, how long do you think a honeybee lives? One honey, uh, a single honeybee, how long do you think they live? Not very long. Definitely it, a it, summer it's season. About, it's like six to eight weeks is the length of their life. But in that time, in that short time frame, they travel thousands of miles. They travel enough miles to circumnavigate the globe. No wonder they die early. Thousands and th <laughs> yeah. Well, you think about it. I mean, their their wings are always <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. They, they visit thousands and thousands of flowers in that time, and they're gathering nectar. And what do they do with that nectar? They take it back to be condensed down into sweet, delicious honey. That is the food supply for the entire hive and also of course supplies us we take a lot of their their honey away because they produce an overabundance but think about this they they live that short amount of time how much honey do you think one honeybee produces in their lifetime it's like a twelfth of a teaspoon i think it is something like that yeah Exactly. But what, Jeff, you get the prize. You are the first person that has ever been able to answer that question. <laughs> Amy, you better make him a, a treat or something. Yeah. You'll give him a big hug after this. Um, a twelfth of a teaspoon. Twelfth of a teaspoon. Teaspoon. And you'd sit and think, wow, that is like nothing. But you take that one twelfth and combine it with 20,000 to 60,000 bees and how much honey do you think they can produce in a year? They can produce anywhere from 60 to 80, maybe even up to 100 pounds of honey wow. in one wow. year. And I'll take that and, 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 and think about acts of kindness, little acts of kindness. Your little act may not seem much, but think about the impact if we had hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions or, dare I say, 
billions of people getting up every day thinking, what can I do to be kind today? Right. What yeah. can I do to, to go mad, to go make a difference in somebody's life? Yeah. Think about the cumulative effect that that would have on our world. Literally change the world. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. And I think that's where so apropos to, it's the compound interest mm -hmm. that I look at. It's the compound kindness. When I've got compound kindness, that multiplies in an exponential way, not in just a singular way. It's exponentially multiplying. So an individual who has a streak to have do at least one kind thing daily, and then, and in law number three, and this is where we look at it, create a community, and where I've got a community of kindness givers, and we're all building on each other, and we're all building this, hey, that was a really neat idea. We have one streaker, Randy, that um, she has now done over, or not quite, 1,100 days in a row of expressing at least one kind thought daily. And so that that's 1,200 days in a row. And that's she awesome. has inspired me mm -hmm. in so many different ways. She was what inspired me to set my streak. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now we get all of these people to do the compound kindness, and compound kindness will yield exponential results just like the honeybee. Mm -hmm. It is that they they are exponential results because of the number of bees that are putting in the putting into well, the pot all of the kindness. And and think about this. It compounds and it ripples out over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the story I shared about my friend Rochelle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been three decades, over three decades, nearly four decades since that happened. And, and yet that little experience is rippling out through time. Through time and, and people. Yeah. And, and when we think about the great teachers, I mean, of course, mm -hmm. in our in our lives, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're, yeah. we're, we follow Jesus Christ. We're his disciples. The greatest teacher, the greatest leader to ever live. Think about how his teachings have rippled out through time. Yeah. Other great teachers, Confucius, Buddha, mm -hmm. Muhammad, all, all these these teachings that uh, of goodness and kindness that have rippled out through time. Yeah. And, and, and what we never know what, you know, maybe this conversation, somebody listening today is going to hear this conversation and, and say, Oh my gosh, I can, I can take that formula. I can use that formula. I can, I can make a street. I can follow the laws of streaking. I can do these things. And in my own way, within my sphere of influence, I can make a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they start teaching somebody else. And then it works out from there. We never know. Right. Right. You had a question earlier, Jane. What was, or did you forget it? I forgot it. <laughs> it went a different I'm direction. I'm just thinking that the magnitude of, of it is, it is amazing to think that small acts of kindness and learning the skill of being kind uh -huh. and noticing things more, how that ripple effect can change. Because I think about that family that I shared, they never talked about kindness. Yeah. They just, they just did it. Like you said, they modeled it and, and it was impossible for me to not notice the well, way that they did that. And it was inspiring. I thought I, I want to be, that was another part of setting right. the, the active kindness streak for me is because I thought, I want to be able to notice things like that. I want to be able to see, I want to be able to see people around me and recognize the opportunities and not just have them all be flowing past me Yeah, because I'm busy. Right. 
that, that's the beautiful thing about the kindness givers formula. You know, every day determine to be kind. Every day think of and plan ways to be kind. Every day uh, look for and act on opportunities to be kind. Every day invite, invite and encourage others to be mm-hmm. kind. Every day reflect and record. Those five steps, they're really easy to learn. <clears throat> and they have the exact impact that you're talking about. They help you focus every day on noticing. Right. Mm-hmm. On the on noticing when there, you know, you can do something kind for somebody else, and then, mm-hmm. and 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 how you can can utilize those opportunities to yeah. bless other people, and in the process, bless yourself. Yeah. yeah uh, so and I so, wonder too if there's everybody always talks about the eighty twenty principle, and I wonder I had a friend share this to me one time when she was talking about being a good friend, and and she said. 80% of the time, you're just kind of checking in with people and just being a friend. But when you do that, when you're doing that, the 80% of the time, you're there for the 20% when something happens and they really need you. Right. And I thought, I wonder if that's similar with kindness that maybe 80, 90% of the time, there's small things that we're doing. But because we're doing that so consistently and recognizing it, when that 10% that something really big needs to be there, for example, for you, you your experience was a ten percent for you, but for her maybe it was just a being for Rachel she was, was there, that she an half a percent. It was just her. <laughs> yeah, it was just her normal. This is just how I live. But for you, it was a ten percent life changing moment that she was there for because she's just living life. Yeah, I often say you're at the crossroads. When yeah. you're consistent, yeah. you can be at the crossroads. When you're not consistent, it is you variable. Can't. You don't know. It's uncertain. And but so if what consistency. Happens, like what you said, if you have kindness as your mindset consistently every single day, then you'll be at the at someone's crossroads that you won't even know. You may not even know when you're and there. And now for them. you've been there where they were deciding whether or not to the I mean, drastically to take their own life, right? All the way up to making a life decision, uh, the, you know, differently than taking your own life. It, you're there at that crossroad, and you didn't even know you had an impact impact and we've heard that story it's a true story heard this story about the the young man who was in high school who had just cleaned out his locker and was heading home and was going to go home and take his own life yeah and another young man saw him and said hey how you doing what's going on and you know and befriended him and asked him hey would you like to come to my you know i may be totally slaughtering this story but (laughs) he asked him you know, would you like to come to my house? And and they got to be friends. And he shared, you know, years later, the young man who had cleaned out his locker was the valedictorian. And he told the story about how I was going to go home and kill myself that day. Yeah. I had planned, I cleaned out my locker, had it all planned. I was going to go home. But then I met Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff or whomever else. Yeah. Whatever, you know, and, and he was kind to me yeah and it made a difference you, you know i'm going to throw out another quick story is that okay yeah, yeah. please do because we hear you know we, you're, you're all very familiar jeff especially you know with you being from colorado the columbine story oh yeah, yeah. completely and uh there was one young man whose life was spared because of kindness he was in the library. He was hiding under the table. And one of the killers, I don't remember. I think it may have been Dylan Klebold. I don't remember. Or Eric. It was either Dylan or Eric. I don't remember which one. Came in, had a had a gun, and was he had heard somebody in there. Hey, who's in here? You know, get out. Get out from under that table. He stood up, 
a young man named John, I believe, stood up and said, what are you doing, Dylan? Are you going to shoot me too? Oh, no. And, he, and the, the, he said, what are you doing, Dylan? And Dylan responded and said, oh, we're just shooting people. And just cold, cold like that. And he said, where are you going to shoot me too? He said, no, John, you've been kind to me. You've been nice to me. Run, John. Run. Mm -hmm. That saved that kindness, his act of kindness, his, even in that situation, you think about that. Think about how many lives, we have no idea how many people who have perpetrated these horrendous crimes might have done something differently if they'd had a little more kindness in their lives. Hmm. And we never know when, when our little kindness may save our lives. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> we don't know. So speaking of that, I want to take a little bit different tact on yeah. kindness here for a second. Sure. And what I want to do is it's, it's a different view of kindness, and it may be one that is not as, um, I would say, on its face as kind. And I want to relate it to, to the interaction that you and I had. Yeah. Uh, and this is it. So the interaction that we had when we met at the airport, we were talking and obviously streaking came up. We were right in the middle of writing the first couple of drafts and manuscripts and they were awful. They were so bad. Do, I mean, they do were we just... have to talk about this? I, I'm going to be embarrassed. No. <laughs> it's okay. It, it, you know what? It's an act of kindness though that is different than what people might think, I think otherwise. So too. And it's really, it's really a neat one. And I think it's one that we need to consider when we're considering kindness because kindness does not mean, and, I, and I'm curious to your thoughts on this, Kindness does not mean you allow people to walk all over you. Oh, absolutely I, I, not. I, I don't think that's what, what we're talking about as far as kindness is concerned, no. that you can use me in a, and abuse me in ways that you see fit because I'm just being kind. Oh. It is, it's an act that you look at, that you look to someone and say, I love you and appreciate you as a human being and therefore am going to be kind to you. In other words, I'm going to be proactively kind. Now, let me let me run it up to where we're going. So hang in there with me. So Randy and I, Jamie, Randy and I actually started to exchange emails back and forth. And Randy was kind enough to start reviewing the awful manuscripts up front. I know. I still feel like I have to apologize to everyone we sent the original. <laughs> the original manuscripts to. However, every writer that goes every... through this journey... This is what you do. And and I've, I've, I was just listening to a podcast the other day of Whitney Johnson and she was explaining how she'd just written her fourth book and she was sharing an experience of sending a manuscript to somebody and that she trusted and valued their opinion and they sent it back to her and she was further along down the process but that it was pretty the person was quite honest with her and brutal with her and she said always and so I think this is a part of the writing is that it's it's difficult but you so value when people give you that honest feedback because Absolutely. it changes and it makes it makes, makes your, it better yeah it's it makes actually it better. i believe it's and an, i again it's an act of kindness yeah. yes it, so so what happened is randy he he read the manuscript and we started to talk about the concept so not necessarily the manuscript but the concepts of streaking and what streaking was about and i remember one email in particular where you you said you know are you just streaking for streaking sake is that is that all this is i don't i don't see how streaking can help at all yes. in a very and it doesn't sound kind but it was actually very kind because if we were to put out what we were recently working on to the world 
It would you have would been not have ugly. been the only person to ask that question. <laughs> and not only that, it would have it would have fallen on deaf ears, and yeah. it would have been awful. What you did at that moment, and a lot of people ask me because there's there's a there's like the pivot point of the book is we talk about an email that you sent to us that was from a Randy, and people are like, "Is that the Randy?" I'm like, "Yep, that's the Randy," <laughs> where you challenged us and said, "You know, if I write one sentence every day, and you happen to write being extreme and dramatic, saying I'm an idiot every single day, <laughs> what kind of impact is that going to have on my life?" Now, for us, that was a huge moment, a huge revelation moment, because what that did is say, well, what if we were to write, not necessarily I'm an idiot every day, yeah. but what if we were to write why we were streaking every day? In other words, what we call a B statement, who we wanted yeah. to be or to become. And so I, I remember challenging Jamie. I said, Jamie, would you be willing with me to start a streak to write at least one sentence of who you want to be? And you've, you've done that now yeah. for, for how long? I don't know. I don't have my iPad. You don't me. have your iPad, but, but I mean, it's, 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 the, it's been, it's been at it's least in the thousands. Three years. Yeah. 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 It's in the thousands. It's in the thousands where we will write and I write every single day, at least one sentence as to who I want to be. But it was pivotal concerned. in changing the way that we looked at streaking all the way around because, because you asked a really good question. Are you streaking just for streaking sake? And if so, I'm just not seeing how, how that's really gonna do much and and since then we have talked to so many people like we have a good friend that's like yeah you could set a street to rub your tummy and pat your head and aren't you cool you do that every day with the intent of saying what's the point I scratch my head right <laughs> exactly I scratch my head every day and I've done it every day for you know 5,000 days so it really it really and and what it did is it forced us to look at something that I think we innately kind of understood but hadn't communicated at all right that the purpose is you're trying to become you're trying to become someone you're leaning your ladder up against the wall of who you want to be and getting consistent and consecutive with the actions that will get you there i want to be a kind person okay yeah. so what am i going to do consistently to get there anyway where i wanted to go to is that side of kindness so two things one when we were having that email exchange, what were some of your thoughts? Now's your opportunity to defend yourself and to say, look, this is where I was going. And two, and two, do you see that other side of kindness where it's, I've got to give you some honest, open, candid feedback, and that's actually a really good way to be kind as well. Okay, so I have a tendency sometimes and, it, and I've gotten better at this, but I, I have a tendency sometimes to overanalyze and nitpick at things that really don't need to be nitpicked and overanalyzed. <laughs> this, this one, one needed it. This one needed it. It was so I so okay. So I'm going to have my Rochelle moment here. I had no idea that that email had that kind of impact on you. It, exactly, I, you fact, didn't. I, I was afraid of just the opposite. I thought because because we kind of after that stopped having interactions for a little while it took us a, we had to lick our wounds for a little bit and be like hey only, but, only well, a true fan could be <laughs> that truly or uh, that truly honest well, and i think it was twofold it was licking our wounds and it was it 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 started a time of introspection and literally literally it altered the book i mean we we 
we started B statements where well, we're like, altered you our need lives, to altered other people's lives. I mean, a whole bunch of other people. We had a book review recently, um, well, recently, a couple of months ago, that she said, you know what I love about the book is that it teaches you the laws of streaking, and then you get into the why are you doing it, what it is. Right. And she said, so many books start out with why you need to be this way and why you need to do all these different things. And she, what she said is she appreciated that it was they taught how to do this and then yeah. why you want to do that. But part of the reason was, is that's the way that we was, discovered it. That was what happened to and us. Ladies, fellow streakers, that was because of Randy McNeely. <laughs> he, he is the man on the line that made this all happen. So your well, nitpicking, we appreciate That kindness, am, we appreciated. I am grateful that it turned out that way because I, you know, I value our relationship. I value our friendship. And, and uh, I certainly... Uh, I'm grateful that uh, it has had the impact that it's had on you. I, I again, I, I, I didn't have any idea at the time. I was, I, I boy, Just I'm going to be outing myself here because I, I, I have this. I have an ego it, 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 at times where if I see something and I and I'm like a pit bull in this way, I'll, I'll hold on to something that I, and I have to prove. Or, th or I used to, I, I'm, I'm really gotten much better at this, but I feel like I had to prove that I was right. <laughs> and, and, uh, in the process, I didn't realize that, you know, maybe the way I'm coming about this or approaching this is even though it's, you know, it's being honest and if you will, kind, <laughs> it may not be the best approach to, uh, win friends and influence people. It might be the, uh, the approach of losing friends and alienating people. <laughs> It, for us, it was good to it was good it was to be really able good. to have that level yeah. of honesty. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm grateful that that uh, you are kind enough in your hearts to see it that way, and mm -hmm. that we have. Oh, it took us a little while. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what I'm saying well, is, it, 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 in it, other it, words, I have my own flaws, and I was like, you know, we have our own ego. Yeah, we had our own ego, yeah. and to have that. You know, to have that bruised, it's it's one of those where it's like, can I get rid of ego in my life? And I think that's why I like the kindness formula so much is because that's another step to getting rid of ego. I'm saying something to you because I value who you are as a human being. And that's why I look at that side of kindness. Anyway, keep well, going. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, you know, I want to, do you mind if we take another step in another little direction for just a minute? Go mm -hmm. ahead, please. Because something that you said earlier really um, sparks something in me. When so many times I hear people say, or when I talk, bring up kindness. So I bring up kindness and business in the same sentence. They say, oh, kindness is just weakness. The nice guys finish last, et cetera. And the fact of the matter is, you know, you hear about hard skills in business all the time. You know, mm -hmm. what what what, hard, what are the hard skills? Oh, well, I you know how to do use Microsoft Office. You know how to use Excel. You know how to to uh, do these things that that are quote measurable. Yeah, they're all measurable. Well, kindness is a soft skill because it, you can't measure kind. How can you measure kindness? Let me ask you. You know, I, I want to throw this out there to people. Can you measure turnover? Sure. Yeah. Can you measure? whether or not um, people are interacting with respect. You absolutely, you, you can by mm -hmm. surveys. You do surveys, it says people, you know, you can ask the question or have a scale, you know, uh, one to five, on scale of one to five, how often do we interact with respect? 
you know, three, four, whatever. You can mm -hmm. measure all those different things. If you can measure those things, you can absolutely 100% measure kindness. I yeah. can guarantee you can. Because every one of those things is it has a, every one of those behaviors has a basis in kindness, showing respect, being honest, listening generously, setting clear expectations, you know, go through all the things that uh, Stephen M. R. Covey wrote in his book. I was going to say, those mm -hmm. sound like the 13 behaviors of trust right there. Of trust, they are. Well, and think about that. What behaviors, any behavior that engenders trust, every behavior, I will argue till the cows come home, every behavior that engenders trust in people has a basis in kindness. Yeah. Yep. Every yeah. single and one. And things that you measure, you take more seriously and get better at. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's that's the, that's another aspect of streaking that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're measuring. You're measuring. You can measure over time how how I've been doing at this. Yeah. You can you can see what you're doing. You can see the impact it has had over time. That's the nice thing about <clears throat> recording. Yep. When you record, you can go back and look, and you, you may not think it. Wow, this really isn't some small thing. But then I'm always amazed when I go back and look at something I've written. At the time I'm writing it, I'm into it. And I think, you know, this is pretty good. And, I, and I'll have my wife give me some feedback and other people give me feedback. And then I and I put it out and I'll get some good feedback. But later on, I go back and look at it and I think, did I write that? Wow, mm -hmm. that, that is that's pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, yep. absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, so that's when, when people talk about kindness being a weakness, I, I'll throw back at him. Okay, how many, how many of you believe that in order to be successful personally and professionally, you need to be able to build strong relationships. Yeah, Definitely. everyone. We all everyone. Do. It's, yeah. it's vital. You can't, if, if I cannot connect, would we be having this conversation today? No. Mm -mm. If I had not been able to connect with you guys in your, to your hearts, if I'd not been able to connect to your hearts, yep. we right. wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. In business, would Covey be the company it is today if they didn't have the capability of connecting to people's hearts, would right, Stephen no. Covey's books have been as successful as they were if without the ability to, to connect to people's hearts? Well, what was it about his books? He's teaching things, teaching behaviors that help people to engender trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. trust, trust is a keystone, is the keystone, the absolute keystone. Connection and trust are the keystone of successful relationships. Well, what's the key ingredient to connection and trust? It's kindness. kindness. You yeah. cannot get away from it. Right. If I treated you guys like dirt. <laughs> There's not going to be any trust and no relationship. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. It's a basic, right? Yeah. But think about the other side of that, though. What happens in the, we hear about millions and billions of dollars being lost every year because of lack of employee engagement and because of turnover and stuff like that. Think about businesses you know, they talk about, they know by the, the cliche statement, you know, when people know you like you and trust you, they want to work with you. They know that. But then you ask, okay, how many of you have a specific culture creation plan yeah. designed with kindness mm -hmm. as part of the strategy? Right. Yeah. And how many people do you think raised their hand? Yeah, probably none. 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 Yeah. And yet it is those behaviors those trust behaviors that without them 
which are basically, they, they are actually the heart of an organization because it's behavior that creates culture. It's the things we do. It's the things, the, the things that you do consistently, the streaks that you create, if you will. Right. No, you're exactly right. Of these behaviors, consistent behaviors, kindness driven behaviors over time that empowers a, 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 an, an amazing culture that what that does, it unleashes creativity. It unleashes innovation. It unleashes productivity. It unleashes loyalty. Yeah. And when those things are there, what happens to the customers you have? How do you, if, if, if that is the culture of a company, how do you think they treat their clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazingly. I mean, if that's, what I, I, that's what I feel like to Costa Rica. I feel like as we were at Costa Rica, they have a culture as a country of, of kindness. kindness. And kindness. you, yeah. and I felt it as we, that was one of the huge reasons that I enjoyed going this weekend. Yeah. The, the that, basis that was is, kindness. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this out there. That's a, that's a, a Latino culture mm -hmm. thing. I mean, when I was in Argentina on my mission, I was not, you know, I went there as a, as a missionary for the, for our church. I said, you know, the, the Latino and people in general, are just a very giving people resilient. And I mean, they mm -hmm. could be, we had people that were dirt poor. I mean, dirt poor and they would offer to give us uh, practically offer to give us a shirt off their back you know they said oh you want some food and so i cannot tell you how many times i sat across from a ta at, at a table in a in a one room home built by the per the couple that was there the husband built the house out of cinder blocks that he made himself they have one light in the ceiling for electricity there's a curtain that separates where the dining room is from where they sleep. It's mm -hmm. just a curtain. They have two or three kids and they were feeding us as missionaries. And we knew, we knew those kids were hungry. And yet we couldn't not accept their kindness and generosity in giving us, you yeah. know, whatever meal they gave us because, because it would have been an insult to them and they would always they would feed us first and then you know let the kids eat and stuff like that but man i mean they 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 you just that that was just a that that's just the kind of spirit that they had yeah I'll tell you, it'd be amazing to continue this conversation because uh, we could. We could go for a long time on kindness, and and I do want to explore it at maybe at a different time the harder yeah. side of kindness because we yeah. we touched on a little bit, but there is a hard side to kindness, which yeah. is kindness, and it is something that people need to hear at some point in time. But we've really enjoyed Randy talking with you today, and thank you so much for your contributions. Thank you to kindness through the world and to kindness to people everywhere. And uh, for your contributions to the streaking book. Go ahead. Did you have a thought? Where can before? people find your book? Yeah. Where can people find your book and where can they find you? They can find the kindness givers formula on Amazon. You know, I just go and search, search the kindness givers formula and it'll pop Great. right up. It's the only book with that name. Great. And then I'm, I'm mostly on LinkedIn, but uh, they can find me on at randymcneely.com. Okay. And I also have a, a uh, business website, but it's in the process of changing. There's there that we're going through some pivoting and, and changing. So I'm not going to throw that out there right now because okay. it's be but look for it coming soon. Look for it coming soon. Yep. And also your series, uh, your kindness series will be yeah. coming out as well. Is that right? Yes. I am the, the executive producer for a, a new kindness driven reality TV show called the kindness factor. 
and uh, we're working. We just filmed uh, 10 episodes for the first season and we're working really hard on the editing process. And then we'll be going hard after, you know, marketing it really hard, going hard after a distributor. And, and so we're hoping to have it on the air by next spring, but uh, no later than next fall. Well, that'll that be great. great. Well, wonderful. We'll look for that, the kindness factor. Well, Randy, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us today. And for all our fellow streakers out there, just remember that kindness does win the day and that you can set a streak in order to be more kind. Make it laughably simple. Record that you've done it and create a community around it and we can all be a little bit more kind which will allow us to be a better people overall. If you want to get, ask any questions of Jamie or I, you can reach us at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or Jamie at J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com And as always, you can follow us on Pinterest, Instagram. Facebook. We've also got it on Facebook or our website, streakingmastery.com. Uh, that you can go to and remember that there's the streaking app and in the streaking app you can create a kindness community which allows you to share your streak with everyone and post about what you did on that day well until we talk with you next time everyone keep streaking